Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. A little early this morning, I was out running some errands, and uh, I drove by Burger King, where they were touting, stop on in for a new taste sensation. Is that a shake? Is it the Christmas peppermint shake? No, what it is, is the new meatless burger. Oh, that's... The new meatless burger at Burger King. And you know what? I kind of thought, I'd like to try it. I'd be curious about what that would taste like. Have you... Well, I haven't had that one. But have you had a plant-based beer burger? I've had a soy burger. I mean, um, my... uh, Somebody in our family was a um, a vegan for many a year. He'd show up at Thanksgiving with a, a, a tofu turkey, which is disgusting, tragic, right? Um, so I've had you know I've sampled that kind of thing, but but like a whole whopper, I'd be interested in trying that. Okay, yourself? No, not at all. You're seeming a little not skeptical. even a little bit. Really? Do you know why? Why? Because it's made up with all sorts of stuff that is not organic. I don't mean organic as in that it's not, you know, raised without pesticides. I mean, it's just artificial items. Right. Okay. So I knew we were going to talk about this. So so here's a, an article from uh, the Times. Fake meat versus real meat. Millennials are gobbling down plant-based burgers, prompting meat producers to question the health benefits of ultra-processed okay, imitations. So that's a good question, right? Well, I, I, I never thought of, even thought of that. You never thought of what was in them? Right. I thought, well, it's a plant-based, so it's got to okay. be healthy. Well, listen, I- I'm glad that you brought this up because I've looked into it a lot since my husband oh, can't, eat, can't eat meat. Oh. Right? And for those of you that, that have listened to the show before, my husband is just not able to eat meat. It's not that he's you know trying to save the planet or just – but he just, Well, he, he may be trying to save the planet. Well, he might end up saving the planet, but it's not why he went into it. So you're looking at him because thinking maybe he would eat this burger. Yeah, because I feel badly for him every time – we don't eat meat very often in our house, but I'd say maybe twice over the summer I'll make burgers. Yeah, and I feel hor. I, I I always try to do it when he's working because I feel badly. I don't want to eat in front of him, so I thought, okay, I'll look up, you know, an Impossible Burger or the Beyond Meat. But here's the thing: Beyond Burger, yeah, has 18 ingredients. Mm-hmm. Now you know if it has 18 ingredients, most of them are going to be the things you've never heard of. Okay, here's what they are: uh, purified pea protein. Okay. Coconut and canola oil, mm-hmm. rice protein, yeah. potato starch, beet juice. Okay. That, that sounds fine. Be- it doesn't sound like, you know. It, okay. Beyond bluey, Meat says blue- it has no genetically modified or artificially produced ingredients. Yeah. The Impossible Burger. Can we look at that? Sure. Um, it has soy protein. Mm-hmm. It has potatoes. It has heme. Do you know what heme is? I have no idea. No, I don't know what heme is. Um, both products use methyl cellulose, a plant derivative commonly used in sauces and ice cream as a binder. Okay, holds things together. Yeah. But so, does it have like, you know, monosodium, the, um, glutamate? No, I don't know. I don't think there's any MSG in no either chemicals, one. No chemicals? No chemicals. Well, here's the thing. I'm looking at the New York Times. Same. Is this, do you, are you looking at the article by Anna Han O'Connor? Yes. Yeah, fake yeah, meat Anna versus O'Connor. Yeah. Okay, so this article says that... The Beyond Burger has no genetically modified or artificially produced ingredients. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say the same thing about the Impossible Burger, but it does say that they have similar amounts of protein and calories 
than an actual beef patty. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, for, again, from this article, unlike other vegetarian meat substitutes, the new plant-based burgers are winning over meat lovers. The market research from NPD Group says 90% of the customers purchasing these burgers are meat eaters who believe the products are more healthful and better for the environment. So I think that's the big draw, right? You get mm-hmm. millennials who go, uh, I'm eating too much meat. I want to do something better. Uh, all the okay. waste and water okay. and methane and okay. whatnot. I, I'm all in favor of that. But th- here is an option is you just don't eat it. You don't eat meat. Yeah, I, I get that. I and mean, you could just not eat it. I mean, or I, I looked up the ingredients for the Impossible Burger. Water, textured wheat protein, coconut oil, potato protein, natural flavors, 2% or less of legemoglobin, yeast extract, salt, soy protein isolate, konjac gum, xanthan gum, thiamine, zinc, niacin, vitamin B6, riboflavin, and vitamin B12. Mm-hmm. That's what is in an Impossible Burger. Okay. And, I, I'm not. I don't know enough about any of those things to say that they're bad for you or right. that they're good for you. I'm just saying it's a lot of stuff. Sure. I mean, you, you bring up a good point, right? If you don't want to eat meat, then don't eat, don't meat, eat meat and don't try to substitute it with something else. Right. Well, it's kind of like you know, sugar versus Splenda. Right. Don't in eat, a way, don't in eat a way, Splenda. I mean, you still want that sweet. You yeah. still want the meat taste. You want a burger. But aren't you better off just going without it? Probably so. Yes, you're just better off going without it. That's true. It. However. Burger King. You know why? Because it's not a perfect world. No, but okay. So then, I don't know. Look, I'm I'm running around today, and I'm thinking I need I need something for lunch. Yeah, because should I stop? Did you eat lunch? I didn't eat lunch. Well, I stopped and oh, did you bought bought a little can of soup? Oh. That, I know. That what was, are you going to you know, do? Exactly. You're trying to come was, up with something healthy. I didn't spend to eat, a lot of right? money. It was just kind of you know fill the hole in the gullet. Right. Okay. So Burger King has had its most successful quarter in four years because of this. Yes. Is that right? Dunkin' Donuts is going to come out with a breakfast sandwich soon with sausages. So this is going to be on the menu. I just I think it's a bad idea. I think if you don't if you think that eating meat is bad for the environment and bad for your body, then just don't eat it. Right. Isn't that contradictory too? You're going to eat plants instead of eating meat. Isn't Plants good for the environment, so you're going to totally take away eating meat and just 100% eat plants. That's not going to be good for the environment. Why would it be bad for the environment? Why? Because you think if we remove plants from the environment, it's going to be bad? Yeah. What? Well, I'm sure there's an environmental impact either way. It's got to be it's, minimal. It's got to be less than raising beef cattle and all the different you know waste around that. Right, but think of how think about the the production of getting ground meat. And making an impossible impossible burger. It's a lot more production because you're adding a lot more things together to make an impossible burger. Right. Whereas you're just grinding up, you know, animal protein. And plus, right. if if people are really wanting good quality meat, they're not going to go to a fast food restaurant. Well, that's true for their for their meat. That's true. But what if somebody is a fast food eater? And they're just trying to take beef out of their diet, or they're trying to be... I mean, I think fast food meat, Burger King, McDonald's, all those, that's where most beef consumption, the percentage comes from. You think? Without a doubt. Well, here's the question. If I'm getting a hamburger at McDonald's or Burger King, I'm not... I'm just, I will, I'll be an equal opportunity offender. Is that all just meat? Or is that that? I bet that's meat plus stuff. No, oh, I bet de- it's not. I don't think it is. I oh, bet it's- I bet it's USDA meat. I think there has to be 
I don't think they can they can wiggle on that. They but, have to say that it's meat from the from the get go. I don't think you can say that it's not you know a meat and something else. But there's probiotics and, and stuff added to it. In, but that's in, not, yeah, but that, that's yeah, not but filler. Like that. Yeah, the probiotics though are added to the cow. Right. They're given to the cow. They're not added to the meat. I'm wondering if there's meat plus fillers. I don't think there is. So is, is the whole entire argument, I'm going to not eat meat to save the environment? Because that's a terrible, yeah. terrible. Well, no, I, I don't think, I think, it, why, would, why is that a terrible argument? I mean, <laughs> well, I feel like some. I feel no, it's not ridiculous. It's, yeah. I it's feel not ridiculous at all. It's completely absurd. Well, it's not absurd. Many people have a conscience about this, about the planet, who want to save the planet. So instead of engaging in all that meat production and all that things that goes around it, you're going to do something that has a okay. smaller carbon footprint. Okay, but there's beef. Don't make a huge carbon footprint. Exactly. No, no I, I don't believe that's true. I think beef makes a huge carbon footprint. Why would why would this beef make all a huge the production, carbon the growth, the the care, the feeding, the all that, the transportation, the slaughter, well, maybe the everything around that's gigantic. Yeah. Okay, but I but if we ate as just as many Impossible Burgers as beef burgers, I wonder what the carbon footprint would be. I, I bet that would be very similar because there's way more production that's going into an Impossible Burger than just grinding meat. Well. Here's the thing: the Impossible Burgers, or the, they're factory made. That's what I mean. So right? you've got whole factories. But the problem are... with beef cattle is the methane, all that weight. Right. Uh, I that's know, a gigantic. That's, believe yeah, me, that's an issue. It's a right. big issue. I know it's an issue, but there's. I mean, every animal on Earth secretes methane. But look how much billions of pounds of beef are consumed every right. year. I, billions of pounds. Right. Right. Okay. It's a gigantic so industry. It is look, I'm not gi- saying I'm like all pro plant here all of a sudden, but as an alternative to it. To reduce some of that, yeah, I'm for that. Yeah, okay. I see. If I if I choose not to eat meat, it's not going to be because I think I'm saving the planet. I'd it's be, be curious. It's because I feel like our beef industry is inhumane. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, why right. I yeah. would. That's why I would choose everything to eat less has a beef. place. Right. Yeah, I feel like it's less. Okay, humane. let's take a break. We got lots more ahead for the uh, show uh, coming up next. Yes, the best TV shows of 2019. Mm-hmm. We're going to give our it list. All? Heck yeah! I got my list ready. WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. 
Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. There is a battle being fought right here in America. The radical left is trying to silence anyone who disagrees with them. They want to shut you up. I'm Dennis Prager. There's no more important issue facing America today. If we can't speak freely, we can't be heard. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces. Every American should see this. See No Safe Spaces only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Go to nosafespaces.com for tickets. This Christmas, put 36 holes in your golf lover's stocking for half the price with the Salem Half Price Golf Card. Get half-off savings now while supplies last. Good for 18 holes at Pheasant Ridge and 18 more at Harmony Ridge. With cart, just $53. Order now before they're gone at Pittsburgh discountshoppingclub.com so find some stockings and put a hole in one at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com maybe there's something good on television turn on the tv please So what are you watching? This is the end of the year where all these lists come out. People are looking at their best TV shows of the past year. I've been looking at my own list. I've checked it twice. Really? Not You're not looking at the experts list? No, I don't really care what the experts have to say. Here's the reason why. Hmm. When I read what you know, so-and-so TV reviewer says are his favorite uh, TV shows of the year, yeah. most of them I either don't watch or have tried to watch and decided not to. Why is that? I don't know. Somehow they just don't jive with the a professionals. Lot of, I don't know. Some some TV shows right now are pretty harsh. Some? There's I would say the large lot. majority. It's, a, it's rough. Right. Okay, so I was looking at the list of the best shows of 2019 right. from some of the big you know, uh, named reviewers. Uh, here's just a quick rundown. Um, most of these shows I've not seen at all. Something called Better Things. Catastrophe. Documentary Now. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Fleabag. Pen 15. Russian Doll, I've mm-hmm. seen. Succession. Undone. Watchmen. Do you know any nope, of these? Nope, I haven't watched Very any of them. Very few of those, or right? Or I've watched a couple of them and decided against it. Uh, what do you think? What are you watching? Well, That's, what's your list look like okay. if you're going to give recommendations as best of 2019? All right, you, give, you want me to give you my top ten? Yeah, sure. And I also have an honorable mention okay, list if you're interested in that. Um, <laughs> Came loaded for bear. I did. I did. I thought 2019 was an outstanding year for television. Mm-hmm. I thought. I think we're in the golden era of television. Well, in between Prime, it's Netflix, Hulu, and the production values and the things people are thinking about. It's just there. It's too much. Yeah. We have a, we have a real like cornucopia of things. All right. So I start with number ten, the Grand Tour. The Grand Tour. Grand Tour is produced by Amazon. Sure. Is this the this used to be what? Top Gear. 
So it's UK based, right? Same cast and crew mm-hmm. of Top Gear. Jeremy Clarkson, James May, Richard Hammond. Final season. Uh, it's not the final season, but apparently there's going to be a shift in programming for next year, and okay. they're only going to do big trips. They're not going to do any studio stuff. Uh, okay, when it made the transition from Top Gear to Grand Tour, Grand Tour, I watched some, but then I kind of lost the mojo. I didn't think the first season was very good, but when they came back for s- series two and series three, it, they are every bit as good as they were before. So here's the thing: when people talk about car shows, and, and whether it's comedians in cars getting coffee or top gear or the grand tour people say well i don't really know cars or i don't really follow cars yeah that's both those shows are not car shows neither show is really about the cars. not really they're about the personalities it's about the personalities and it's it's one of the funniest shows that there has been on any broadcast anywhere for the last two decades that's how good the grand tour is very nice okay and that's on that's on uh, amazon Mm -hmm. amazon prime okay number nine yeah uh i went with bodyguard I don't know anything about it. Uh, Bodyguard was produced by the BBC, by Judd Mercurio. Um, it was nominated for an Emmy this year. Didn't win. Nominated for Best Drama uh, this year. And so I'm supposing it is about a bodyguard. It's about a bodyguard. It's about someone who is in a high position of leadership in the British government who ends up becoming imperiled and about the relationship she has with her lead bodyguard. I see. And you're not sure... Who you can trust. You're not sure if you trust the bodyguard. You're not sure if you oh. trust her. You're not sure. Anyway, it stars Richard Madden and Keely Haas. Keely Haas plays the mom in uh, Corfu. I see. Okay. You know that show? Yeah, sure. You like that show. And is this one season or multiple seasons? Just, it's, a, it's a standalone. Okay. It's a standalone. Bodyguard. Yeah, Bodyguard. I really, I really the like The Bodyguard. Body. No, it's just Bodyguard. Because The Bodyguard is the one with Whitney Houston. And, uh, oh, right. Kevin Costner. We can't confuse right, that. Right, right, All right. Number eight. I put The Office in there. Funny Sid say that. Because I don't watch a lot of episodic TV. Yeah. That's always my go-to. Is that right? I love that show so much. It makes me squirm, but it still holds up very well. It's deeply funny. Well, I put it on my list because I watched the first three seasons when they were on network. Yeah. And then never entered in in what? the interim. Oh, I never oh, did. Oh, never no, finished it. I never finished oh, it. Oh, what a treat. And so my daughter and I went back this year and we've been making our way through. And, you know, I loved Parks and Rec. That yeah. was like at the top of my list last year because I watched all of the seasons. And I always thought that Parks and Rec had a heart and The Office was just too painful. But <laughs> the painful. M- And it is so painful. Yeah. But the more you get into it, it's really... It's a beautiful show. Sure it is. You love it the It is characters. a really, really beautiful show. And as the fact that you could is. end up liking Michael Scott after all that is really miraculous. Yeah. So I put the office in there. Okay. Number seven, uh, Jack Ryan. Oh, it's a great show. Did yeah, you like, okay, yeah. yeah. You, cause all three of us watched yeah, that, right? Watching yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Very nice. Okay, and that, there's a new season on Amazon, Which I have right? not seen yet. It just dropped maybe, what, two weeks ago? I've seen two episodes. What do you think? I love it. You like as well as season one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of The Office. Right. Right. Because he is so, John Krasinski is so terrific as Jack Ryan. It's a great job. I mean, he's just, I mean, we loved him as Jim Mm -hmm, on The Office, but anyway, he does a terrific job. Okay, that's number seven. Number six is a tie. Which is? Well, The Crown. Yeah. Which is made by Netflix and uh, starred Claire Foy and Matt Smith as as, uh, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. And now there's a new season. And now there's a new season starring Olivia Coleman. But I don't know who's Prince Philip in this next iteration. Do you know? I don't know. I can't think. I don't know who it is. I've seen, I've seen three episodes. It's so beautiful. Oh, you've seen three new of the new season? Yes. Share. Episode three will crush you. That's all I'll say. It's fabulous. 
I'm telling you, the first episode is sort of like watching a new series because what they've done is they've aged the characters, right? So they've gone beyond the young king and queen right. now to middle-aged king and queen. Right. And you kind of go, wait, who's that? Right, What's am I going on like here? I'm not, let me catch up. It's fabulous, really. If you've watched the first couple of seasons of The Crown, of course, you have to follow through and watch season three. One of my favorite shows of last year was Night Manager, which starred Olivia Coleman. Mm-hmm. I am such a fan. She is so amazing. Is she good? She's excellent. Okay. I knew the she would The whole thing be. is just incredible. I knew she would be. Seriously, there are so many things that are taking place now in this new maturity of the crown because she's been the queen now for a couple of decades. It's amazing. It's really excellent television. I, I absolutely love Can't the wait. crown. Yeah. I tied it with Victoria. Oh, I love that as well. Isn't it good? Yeah. So Victoria Victoria is made by BBC. Um, It uh, aired in the UK on ITV, and it is about Queen Victoria. Mm -hmm. So we're going back a couple hundred years. It is very different than The Crown. So don't think that they're the same or that you're going to get bored watching one because they're very different. Victoria is based on Queen Victoria's diaries. She left 10,000 pages of personal diary when she passed away. And after all the years that she was on the throne. So in so, that age, she wasn't streaming anything. She, she was wasn't writing. She wasn't streaming. She was writing. And the fact that it's based on her diary, Victoria's more personal. Mm-hmm. The crown is more historical. Yes. Right? Anyway, I love Jenna Coleman, Tom Hughes, Peter Bowles. It's a great series. I love Victoria. I had to tie them because they were both about British queens. Right. Now, is that just the, are they one and done? No. Victoria? No, no, no. There are three series. Okay. Three seasons so far. Yeah, three seasons. Okay. Yeah, they call them series okay. in uh, Britain. I, uh, yeah, so The Crown. Okay, that's number six. All right, you want to hear number five? Please, yeah. Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Great, great. Love it so much. So I don't know. John, you started watching it first. Then you yeah. sucked Mike in. Uh-huh. Then you both sucked me in. Yeah. And it's absolutely a delight. It's it's about each episode varies in length, 13 minutes, 15 minutes. Sometimes they're even a little longer, 26 or 40 minutes, depending right. on who the guest is. It is the sage and the wisdom of Jerry Seinfeld at his absolute best. It's just fabulous. Whatever he was 25 years ago when he was making Seinfeld, he is better at everything now. This is a man who is beloved. I mean, that wisdom from that guy. Plus, it's so funny and quirky and weird. It is. It's a great little ride. And you get to see people who you think are going to be funny in one way, and they're profound mm-hmm. in a very different way. Stand-up comedians are an odd group, aren't I they? I love it. They're, all I the have... pain and suffering embroiled in a little uh, coffee shop or in the inside the front seat of a car. I'm such a fan. I love comedians too, yeah. in cars getting coffee. It's number five. Number four is Line of Duty. I don't know that. Line of Duty is a BBC show, uh, four seasons, also created by Judd Mercurio, who did Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. He can put it together. If you're looking for a show that doesn't have any fluff, there's nothing about a personal life, there's nothing about someone's angsty marriage, there's nothing... All it is is a police procedural drama. This is the one for you. Really? Line of duty. The acting... They're they're picking out actors in Britain who are at the very top of their game. Hmm. So whoever those people are, you're going to find them on line of duty in one of the four seasons. Oh, I love it. Okay, good. In fact, Keely... Laws, well, I, not not law. Keely is her first name. The one who's the mom on uh, Corfu. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she also stars in Bodyguard. Yeah. Also stars in this. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, so you brought up Corfu. That's a fabulous show. Yeah, the Durrells in Corfu. Yeah, it's a great show. So I, it's a prime I, I, show. I lost a little bit of interest in it. Why is that? I don't know. It became. I don't know. It's a very good show, though. Yeah, it's light. Th- it's kind of frothy. I think maybe it was my lack of attention. But anyway, <laughs> right. it is a good show. Number three is Bosch. 
Mm, yeah. Harry Bosch. That's a great show. Now, I kind of lost. I got lost in the shuffle of that. I was but like, you finished two seasons, right? Yeah, I was like in season three or so. You know, the, it's just a, a technical glitch on my part. Well, you know, you'll stop it, but then somehow the series without you moves ahead. So I'm going, where am I? And I'm am I in episode six of season three, or am I in episode four of season five? And that's what makes you stop watching. Yes, it. exactly. That you should not be held back by. I that. I get lost, so then I just kind of give up. I love Bosch. Yeah, I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite book series by Michael Connolly. The fact that he created the show and the fact that he picked the actors who are playing his characters is what makes it work. It's fabulous. It's just absolutely terrific. Is Titus Welliver? Oh, I just love Do him you so love much. Him? Yeah. Oh, my god. I want to go back and see him before he was Harry Bosch. Oh, my. We should watch Lost. He yeah. was terrific oh, in Lost, right. too. Um, anyways, number three is Bosch. Number two is Stranger Things. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of lost the mojo on that, but oh you guys my love God. that. Stranger Things made from Netflix. Mike and I watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mike, you watched the whole thing. I of watched course. the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, all three seasons. We loved it. So Stars good. Winona Ryder, David Harbour, and the kids who are absolutely killing. The reason that I love Stranger Things is, first of all, it's not very scary, no. but it is a chance for kids to be heroes. It's what I loved about The Hobbit. It's what I love about Lord of the Rings. It's what I love about Stranger Things. Kids, and what I love about Narnia. Kids can be heroes in their own way. They don't have to displace adults. And what I like about another thing I like is that the parents do what parents do in Stranger Things. Like they're doing adult things. Kids are doing kid things, but they're both, they're all working together to be heroic in their own area. So the kids aren't acting like adults, and the adults aren't acting like kids. They're all doing what they're supposed to do, and they end up working together. It is so good. You have got to watch season three. Maybe. You haven't even watched season two. I've not. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Number one show? My favorite show of 2019 was The Bureau. The Bureau? Mm-hmm. Undercover in plain sight. So you like these cop shows, don't you? I really do. Yeah. The Bureau, though, is not a cop show. The Bureau is made in France, and it's only subtitled. So if you have a problem with subtitles, all I can tell you is to just give it a give it some time and you'll forget it. Right. You won't even notice that you're reading them. It's that good. The Bureau. The Bureau is the number one TV show that France has ever produced. What? It's the number one show. Streaming on Netflix or Prime? It is on Amazon Prime. Okay. And you might, when I got it initially, I had to get, I had to buy a free subscription to the Sundance channel for a week. <laughs> Don't you hate that? Oh, which I really right, You get sucked into that. And you, oh, I forget about it. Now I have, all of a sudden I have a subscription. I, I believe it's available on Amazon Prime now mm. completely. But um, Matthew Kasovitz stars in it. And it, I, I just can't tell you how gripping it is. It's about intelligence. It's not, a, it's not a police show. It's about what it takes to keep a country safe. Really? And the kind of battles that are fought without anyone knowing. And time frame is what? Current. Fascinating. If you're looking for something that's talking about things that are happening now, like things that are happening now in Syria, yeah. what's going on oh, in really? Iran, what's going on with ISIS, what's going on in Russia, um, FSB, this is the show for you. It's oh, called I love it. The Bureau, and it is 10 out of 10. It's one of the best shows I've seen in the last five years. Fabulous. I okay. absolutely love it. So that's my number one show this nice. year. Hey, do, do me a favor. Uh, post those at some sure. point on Facebook so people can chime in. I'd like to hear. Wouldn't you like to hear what other people I are watching right hear. now? Yeah. Okay. Top 10 shows for Kath of 2019. We'll take a break. Come back. Hey, uh, apparently there is a new manager at the helm of the Pirates. We're going to talk about that next. Do you care or is, uh, is this a brand new day? The Pucks hoping their winning ways continue. 
does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-600-3010. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-600-3010 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your social security check. Call 800-600-3010 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-600-3010. From the moment you met, It's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Need some Pepsi and Pringles to go with your partridge and pear tree? Head to your neighborhood Family Dollar this week for Pepsi 12-packs, 3 for $10, and Pringles, 3 for $4. Save more for the holidays at Family Dollar. This Christmas, put 36 holes in your golf lover's stocking for half the price with the Salem Half Price Golf Card. Get half-off savings now while supplies last. Good for 18 holes at Pheasant Ridge and 18 more at Harmony Ridge. With cart, just $53. Order now before they're gone at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. So find some stockings and put a hole in one at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Cloudy and breezy tonight with occasional snow, accumulating according to an inch or two. Watch for slippery roads, low 29. Mostly cloudy in the morning tomorrow, followed by clouds and sun in the afternoon, high 38. Cloudy tomorrow night, low 31. Friday, mostly cloudy, high 42. Saturday, plenty of sunshine, high 38. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. News conference at PNC Park at uh, noon today. The Pirates uh, unveiled, introduced their 41st manager, a young man by the name of Derek Shelton. Derek Shelton is 49 years old. 
Um, he said he is excited about this opportunity. He said fans should expect we're going to have a team that's going to be accountable, a group that's going to have fun. He said we're developing a new culture for Pittsburgh baseball, and I'm excited about it. Fabulous. I'm reading from the Tribune Review. And, um, I mean, what, what can you say? I don't seem like I'm... Good luck. Break a leg, right? Yeah. So Shelton, uh, this is interesting to me. He was a, a minor league catcher in the Yankees organization in 1992 and 1993. Which he at. played alongside uh, Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera in the minor leagues. But he only played, this is cool, he only played 46 games as a minor league player. He finished pretty good, uh, 341 batting average. Uh, only had one home run, 19 runs batted in. But then from that, someone opened the door and said, you know, you could manage. So he managed minor league teams for the Yankees for three seasons from 2000 through 2002. And uh, his teams had a 624 winning percentage. So from that, he was brought up to the big leagues. He has uh, worked for the uh, Indians as a hitting coach. He worked for the Tampa Bay Rays as also a hitting coach, the Blue Jays uh, briefly. And then last year, he was the bench coach for the Minnesota Twins. So throughout this whole sort of journey, look, 49 years old, he's been around baseball, organized professional baseball for two decades. He's built a reputation as a solid guy who understands the game with a good temperament and someone who can relate to younger players. So that was the big thing today I took from the news conference. He, he essentially said, we want to have fun. Right. Well, the, you, know how, you know how you have fun in the clubhouse? You win. You win. And then everybody's having fun. Exactly. Right. I have heard from other people who've worked for him on in you know reading around um, on different publications in different cities that he is known for being, quote unquote, a nice guy to be around. Okay. Well, He's just an enjoyable personality. So if that's what it takes to get the Pirates to the next level, I say yes. Well, listen, you couldn't find a nicer guy to be around than Clint Hurdle. Right, exactly. Clint was a fabulous but guy. At, but everything I heard was that Clint's message had gotten stale. That's all, right. all I've heard. I can't assess that. That's all. Let's hear a little bit of today's press conference, Mike. First and foremost, want to uh, thank Ben for the kind words and for everyone being here today. I want to thank Bob and Travis for making me part of the Pirates family for the entire baseball ops group being led by Ben with, with Kevin Graves also. And uh, I want to thank uh, my family that's here today, my mother and father are here, my father-in-law is here, my children, Jackson, Bella, Gianna, and my beautiful wife, Ali, is here. And I think as anybody that's spent any time in the game knows that if you don't have a really good support system, then you're in deep trouble. And so there I've he is. Very okay, good. Okay, sounds like a good guy. I mean, how exciting would it be if, you know, you're his wife or you're his mom or his dad, and all of a sudden there you are. He's the guy now, right. the, the face of the organization. So congratulations to right. Derek Shelton. All right. Terrific. Let's go Bucks. I Please. mean, okay, here we are. In are the you really saying that? Like, well, not really. You have such a bad attitude. I'm, I'm I can't just, believe you're saying that. It's painful, really. It's a very painful process to be a Pirate fan. We're going to trade Starling Marte, don't you think? All right. Yeah, I think so. Okay, come back. We're going to talk about Psalm 30. Psalms of Praise, that's next. Stick around. WORD. Gather around because it is present time. It's that gift-giving time of the year, and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. 
We could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of 2020 if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You want to come open an early Christmas present? You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest. So what would you do with an extra $500 a month in your budget? 500 bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of MediShare. MediShare is a way to pay for your health care, and typically it costs $500 less per month for a family versus other health care plans. So seriously, think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal. But you know what? Here's the best thing. MediShare works. It's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry with 400,000 members. They've shared over $2 billion in medical bills so they can help share your needs too. And with MediShare, not only do you save, you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. And that's a beautiful thing too. So here's how you can find out more, and you might actually wind up saving even more than 500 a month. So check into it. 844-51-BIBLE. That's 844-51-BIBLE. 844-51-BIBLE. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Marcia from the Springhouse, and we really do wish you a Merry Christmas. And to keep your Christmas season merry, I suggest you give the Springhouse a call to take care of all your homemade goodies. We do beautiful Christmas cookie trays featuring family recipe orange drop cookies, lady locks, cherry cheesecake cups, pecan Contassies and lots more. Our fresh fruit trays and smoked salmon trays kick off a celebration beautifully. Our Heath Bar cheesecake or filled chocolate log finish it off nicely. And for the in-between, how about our own hickory smoked hams or fresh turkeys or capons? Mmm, good old-fashioned eating. Are you hungry yet? Give us a call, 724-228-3339 at the Springhouse in 84PA. Or check us out on the web at www springhousemarket.com and then give us a call and place your order today. Merry Christmas from all of us to all of you. This Christmas, put 36 holes in your golf lover's stocking for half the price with the Salem Half Price Golf Card. Get half off savings now while supplies last. Good for 18 holes at Pheasant Ridge and 18 more at Harmony Ridge with cart, just $53. Order now before they're gone at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. So find some stockings and put a hole in one at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. Psalm 30. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths, and you did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you, his faithful people. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. O Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced, if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. 
That is Psalm 30. We recite this psalm because Dr. Tremper Longman is a regular guest on our show. Last month when he was with us, we were talking about psalms of lament. But, of course, this psalm, Psalm 30, is far from lament. Tremper, welcome back to the show. Thanks, John. Good to be with you and Kathy again. Good to hear from you, Tremper. So this is a psalm of thanksgiving. That's right, and it's a, <clears throat> a really good example of one, and there are others as well, and their responses to God answering our laments. Uh, they are uh, different from hymns, which we'll perhaps talk about in a in the following month, uh, in that uh, they both celebrate God, but this one acknowledges that they had been lamenting and God had responded to them. Yes. And to me, Tremper, uh, and, uh, these these psalms of, of praise and thanks are so necessary, especially in today's world. I mean, things are so dark and dour. I, I know a lot of people spend time worshiping, reading through the psalms. Um, uh, psalm 30 is an excellent example of what it is to praise God fully. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, you see, he, he the, the psalmist, and I think we talked last time about how the Psalms were written out of people's personal experiences, but then they're written so that other people can use them as a kind of uh, model for their own prayers. But this psalmist seems to have experienced uh, a good life, and then he grew kind of uh, presumptuous. He goes, nothing can stop me now. That's verse 6. And, um, <clears throat> and, uh, and then at that point, God... Uh, drew his presence from the psalmist, so he experienced pain. And then the psalmist, being a true follower of God, comes running back to God. And of course, God uh, forgives him and uh, blesses him again. So as we look at the process, you've kind of told us a story that the psalmist is going through. Is that the way most of the psalms are, Tremper? Is that it's someone recounting a chronological order of how things happened? Not every psalm, Kathy, but a number of them, yeah, they do. And this one's a good example of one that does. You're right. Um, but some of them are, are and we'll take a look at other psalms in the future, but these Thanksgiving psalms in particular uh, do tell a story. Psalm 18 is another example where the psalmist, who's identified as David in the, first, uh, in the uh, title, talks about how God rescued him from his enemies and you can and you can see a kind of narrative line in that psalm as well. Hmm. All right, so what does that tell us then? If you're if some of the psalms tell a story and then other ones are just, you know, proclamations or something like that, what is the yeah. what what's the benefit of reading the book? What does it provide to us that other books in the Bible don't? Well, I think it definitely give it Book of hymns, book of um, sorry, still Kathy. Hello, Tremper. I think we lost you. Did we lose you? Are you there? Oh no, we've lost sorry. Tremper. Oh, I'm back. Oh, good. Okay, terrific, Tremper. Come back to us. <laughs> sorry about that. I think I think my cheek brushed the phone and I went to speaker or something. But yeah, so the Book of Psalms is a book of prayers that were sung in the corporate worship of Israel, and what they give us are models of prayers where we can articulate what's going on inside of ourselves in ways that help us understand what's going on inside of ourselves and also brings us closer to God. 
Tremper Longman is with us. Tremper joins us as the Distinguished Scholar, Professor Emeritus of Biblical Studies at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California. Written more than 30 books, including How to Read Proverbs and The Lost World of the Flood. So, Tremper, when you read the Psalms, um, is it a conscious choice for you to sit down and say, I'm going to read Psalms of Thanks or I'll read Psalms of Lament? Can you talk to us about how you go through that process? Sure. I, actually, I use a variety of processes. Once I sat down, read through the Psalms, and kind of categorized them all, and I recommend people do that as kind of a spiritual exercise. You know, read it and see what emotions are being expressed here. Is is this a hymn of joy? Is it a lament? Uh, if it's lamenting, and then later when I'm going through a specific issue, I might look back and say, "Oh, here's." a psalm that will help me express my disappointment and bring it before God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's profitable, it's instructive, and it's fun to read through the psalms that way. So, Tremper, it's important when you start out to just kind of figure out what it is you're reading. Yes. Yes, for sure. Okay. All right. So it, that's, so that's yeah. different. So if people have never read the Bible and they think, well, it's just a bunch of stories, sometimes Psalms aren't stories. They're, they're poems instead. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I wrote a book, uh, Reading the Bible with Heart and Mind, which talked about the different types of books in the Bible. You have history, you have law, you have wisdom, you have poetry, you have prophecy, you have apocalyptic literature. <laughs> and... Uh, and it's always important to know what type of book you're reading. And, and you can get help for, with that if you're struggling with it from a good study Bible or, you know, certainly a commentary if you want to go the next step. The thing about this psalm, this Psalm 30, is that it, it to me in many ways is a template for praise. And when years ago when I would read the psalms, especially the, thom- the psalms of praise, I, I would read them and then and make them my own. I would sort of um, come off script, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And I think that was important to me that, you know, I absorbed it and made the verbiage somehow modern to myself that I was praising God in my own words. That's a fairly common thing, though, isn't it? I hope so, because that's exactly why they were written. And John Calvin captured that when he said the Psalms are a mirror of the soul. And so when the psalmist says, you know, I will exalt you, Lord, that's you. (laughs) I, Tremper, Mm. will exalt you, Lord, for you rescued me. And uh, and they were, as I say, they were intentionally written that way. First, uh, First Chronicles 16, I think it is. You have a picture of David having written a psalm, handing it to Asaph, who's the Levitical musician, presumably for use in the corporate worship of Israel. So he's writing it. He's writing these poems, and the other psalmists are as well, knowing that other people will use them for their prayers. Right. So, Trevor, how about, I know people or even entire congregations, whether they're Christians or Jews, sing the psalms. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, the psalms were definitely sung uh, in the titles. You know, the titles are those first lines that don't have a verse number, and they're often in italics in our English Bibles, but they're really verse one in the Hebrew. They're part of the biblical text. And uh, like Psalm 30 says, a song for the dedication of the temple, or even the word psalm in Hebrew is mizmor, 
which comes from a verb, zamar, which means to play music. So just by calling it a psalm, a mizmor, they're telling us that these were things that were sung. Now, we don't know, unfortunately, what music sounded like back then. There have been some guesses, but um, and perhaps there is a kind of continuity in the way the psalms are sung in synagogues today. But, uh, but that doesn't mean we can't put them to our musical mm-hmm. tunes either. Mm-hmm. So, Tremper, in closing... Um, yeah, you know, I'm asking questions in this way simply because I find the Psalms so rich. I just want to bring as many people to be comfortable with them and to be eager to read them as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, simply because the range of human emotions that we go through in our own personal lives often seems to divorce yeah. us from a faith in God. But knowing the Psalms and knowing the the great breadth of their expression helps me to know that all of those things are okay for me to experience and to feel in my life. Life of faith. Exactly. And if you don't mind me promoting a, another book that no, I've please. written this time with, uh, by the way, I have written also how to read Psalms and a commentary on the Psalms. But uh, but I also wrote a book <clears throat> with my best friend since eighth grade, Dan Allender, who's a Christian psychologist called Cry of the Soul, where we talk precisely about that, that the Psalms are rich repositories uh, uh, that that invite us to bring our whole selves, including our emotions, to God. Fabulous. So, Tremper, you know, as the conversation goes on, obviously, uh, as we said, you've written more than 30 books. If people are interested in you, your scholarship, your passion for the Lord, uh, do you have a website? Are you on Twitter, on social media, any of that? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I have a website uh, that's just getting developed, but you can find links to my books. It's uh, com, And and also there, there's a place for people to send in questions that then I could post and frequently uh, ask questions, FAQs, which I'd love to hear from them. Terrific. Tremper, give me the website one more time. Sure. It's www.tremperlongman.com. Sounds good. Basics. Very nice. Tremper, it's always fascinating. Thanks for being with us. Hey, thank you, guys. Our pleasure. Talk to you next Tremper Longman. I mean... That's so good. It surely is. Read the Psalms. Yes. Give praise and don't be afraid of the lament either. Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. The most wonderful time of the year. Mark Martell. Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 7 p.m. December 19th at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. 
Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. This is former Pirates manager Clint Hurdle for my friends at Urban Impact. What a privilege to work with an organization that truly understands that everyone matters. This year alone, their athletics, performing arts, education, and options programs have reached over 2,300 Northside kids and served over 42,000 meals. And thanks to an incredible $300,000 matching grant, your year-end gift can have twice the impact. So make a difference today. Donate now at uifpgh.org slash match. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville can help protect your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it, like spray-on bedliners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact, moisture, and corrosion. Their TST Rust Remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't, like road salt and fall detail to safeguard your paint job, your tires, your interior against winter's worst damage. And did I mention Extreme now offers custom graphics? Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville with the Extreme in all of us at ExtremeTruck.net. For your next event, instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease whatever the occasion, like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast. With mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. This article in the Huffington Post that John and I read says that one in two marriages will most likely end in divorce. 50% of marriages end in divorce? But here's the thing that absolutely I could not get over. Is that if you have a friend who divorces or two friends who divorce, then the chances of you getting divorced go up by 76%. What? Wait, 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 wait. Now, this, this is the Huffington Post. I'm not saying this is the Pew Research Center. Right, right. Okay, so let's know our source. Wait, so just because your friend's getting divorced, that divorce infects your own marriage? Yes. I can't. I mean, it's it's 75, not 76. I'm off by a I mean, percent. you know. <laughs> 70, no, wait. It's worse. If you have several divorced friends, your chances of divorcing yourself are at 147%. No, how can that even be a I number? I don't even know. That's not even. Can you... All right. That's so, sad. Okay, so That's here's the question. Do you remember your first set of friends who divorced? Yeah, it broke my heart. So did it I, cri- broke, I it cried. broke my heart, too. I cried. I know. For I know. Listen, I just, I, love that. I just found out two more of my friends divorced this week. It is so painful. But I got to be honest, none of those people divorcing caused me to think about divorcing my husband. I, I, like, I don't think I buy this thing from the HuffPo. Well, maybe in tighter circles, right? If, like if your best friend's getting divorced, you know, and you're getting together and... 
I can see that happening. And chatting about it. Yeah. No, I feel Having solid. Having a glass of I'm wine and all that. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Four law professors are testifying this hour at the House Judiciary Committee hearing into the impeachment inquiry on President Trump. Republican Congresswoman Martha Roby says there are no specific impeachment charges. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle have admitted they don't know what articles of impeachment they will consider. How does anyone expect a panel of law professors to weigh in on the legal grounds for impeachment charges prior to even knowing what the charges brought by this committee are going to be. One GOP congressman, Louis Gohmert of Texas, complains the committee hasn't had enough time to review the House Intelligence Committee's report on impeachment. He also says none of the legal scholars at Wednesday's hearing had firsthand knowledge of the events in question. On Wall Street, the Dow by 147 points. The Nasdaq rose 46. The S&P advanced 19. This is SRN News. The ride home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. I have never had a female dentist. I started to have problems with a tooth, and I thought, you know what? I'll just go once. David remembers his first visit with Dr. Megan Stock. I had such a good time that I'm surprised they allowed me to come back because I had a lot of things that needed to be fixed. She makes you feel so calm and so comfortable. She's just terrific at what she does. I have had no discomfort at all with anything that she's done. Perry Highway in Wexford at Stock Family Dental. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you this holiday season. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free, by calling 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free, plus free shipping. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code WORD. Join Ireland's own Keith and Kristen Getty, known for In Christ Alone, for their ninth annual Sing, an Irish Christmas tour. Featured on public television, the BBC and TVN, the Gettys are joined by their incredible band, fusing Celtic, Americana, modern, and classical music for a vibrant celebration of the season. Build lifelong memories at Sing, an Irish Christmas. For tickets and information, visit gettymusic.com slash Christmas. Coming to the Benenham Center in Pittsburgh on December 12th. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a one of a kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how 
at trinityjewelers.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Cloudy and breezy tonight with occasional snow, accumulating according to an inch or two watch for slippery roads, low 29. Mostly cloudy in the morning tomorrow, followed by clouds and sun in the afternoon, high 38. Cloudy tomorrow night, low 31. Friday, mostly cloudy, high 42. Saturday, plenty of sunshine, high 38. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Kathy, uh, have you uh, ever golfed? Are you a golfer? No. Never never golfed? I mean, I've gone like par three. Par three, yeah, but never but like done no. 18. We've got never. a friend who uh, has a, she's an entrepreneur and she has something called Glove It. And she uh, sells apparel for women golfers. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know a lot of women, you know, love the idea of going out. And of course, golf's been gigantic, you know, since right. And you know I'm a big golf fan. I mean, I love well, to watch right. you golf. Love golf fans. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh we saw this article in the Trib uh Trib Live about the uh, the Hemfield Golf Course that is going out of business. It's a uh, Valley Green located between um uh where is this uh, in Hemfield Township. So it's an 18 uh, hole course. Uh, and it's going to close. It's going to close December 31st. Apparently, in the last 10 years, six golf courses in western Pennsylvania have closed. But it seems to me that's a low number. I feel like this is just another symptom of how society is changing. We were talking about western Pennsylvania here. Yeah. These are golf courses who've been around for decades. Decades, yeah. Uh, here, so in the article on the trip, Linda Rusnock, who is the owner of the Valley Green Golf and Country Club, said that uh, she attributed the decision to close to a dwindling number of golfers due to younger generations not taking up the sport mm-hmm. and her right. difficulty in finding seasonal help. Right. Okay, so the question is, what's going on in society? Why are younger generations not taking up the sport? Because they're playing video games. Okay. Because they're inside. All right. They're playing Wii Golf as opposed right. to real golf. Okay. I don't I, I just think yeah, post-World War II, obviously, there was a gigantic boom in golf courses across the country. I mean, I, I wonder how many golf courses there are in the United States. A lot. 30,000? A lot. 40, I, I wonder. So at some point, the saturation. I mean, less people right. are being born. There's mm. more free time to do other things. It's expensive. It's time-consuming. Right. And if you, you know, if your dad didn't play, maybe you weren't going to play as well. If your dad did play, you might have done it. But it's, a, I believe, it is like a generational decline. Okay, so I already said that I'm a big golf fan. I love to watch golf, um, but I've never gotten into the sport for two reasons. The number one reason is time. If you go and play 18 holes, you're out for four hours easily. Listen, since the day I got my first job. 
I haven't had that much time. And once you add kids to that, yeah. there's just, it doesn't work. It's never worked. But the second thing is it's expensive. It is. I mean, I, you can't, unless you're going to be on a crappy course, you're not going to spend less than what? 50 bucks to easily. go. Oh, easily. And it's going to be usually way more than that, plus your equipment, plus your clothes, plus all that sort of thing. Drinks it, afterwards, To me, dinner. from my perspective, it seemed like that was a sport that was unattainable Okay, for me. so there's the negative. The positive, though, right? The positive, when I've gone golfing, I love the camaraderie. It's great to hang out with a bunch of guys. You're goofing around, talking, yada, yada, yada. You can do some business on the golf course, which I think has been the primary impetus for a lot of people. And it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I mean, who doesn't want to I walk love, around, hit a little ball? I think it's a great thing. I like it as long as uh, if you golf with people who are like super serious and they're getting angry and swearing and all blah, 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 blah. If you just go out and hang out with a bunch of guys who are just having a good time, that's the best part. Okay, but what about your point that people are playing video games? I think that's probably – I think it's something important to consider is that sure. we do stuff inside – and that is to our detriment. We have to know that. Sure. Right? I mean, so playing Wii Golf is not the same as playing golf. <laughs> no. Playing guitar. What's the what's the game about guitars? Guitar, rock, rock, guitar Hero? Guitar Hero. Yeah. Playing Guitar Hero is not playing the guitar. No, it's not. You know, they're two very different skill sets, believe me. So uh, there is something weird that we're allowing to happen in our lives where we're getting consumed with electronic stuff and forgetting that there's a, there are real things that we could actually be doing with our sure. bodies and our time. So this, again, maybe this is just a transitional period in society life, right, where we're all consumed now with electronics, our, you know, our smartphones, yada, yada. We all know that. But maybe in the next generation, there's a leveling out. I mean, heck, okay. Kath, you, you know, in your neighborhood, a golf course went out of business. Listen, they built I, a I, I, I live close to Highland Country Club, which was around for, I don't know, probably 100 years. And now it's filled with 175 homes that are very close together. They sure are. You know, so, and it's completely changed the feeling of my neighborhood I bet it by, has. by losing that golf course, which I always thought was so beautiful. Now, on the other hand, let me tell you that I never belonged to the golf course. So the most of it that I saw was the ugly green fence that surrounded it. So sure. it's not like it was enriching my own personal life. I just like for there to be open spaces sure, in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of sad when they disappear. Let me bring up another thing, though. Yeah. The vast majority of people who golf are men. I'm not saying women don't golf, no. but the vast majority of yeah. people who golf are men. It's probably 70-30, right. maybe, yeah, maybe 80-20. So if there's a dude who has a 40-hour-a-week job and he's going to go out on Saturday morning and he's, he's going to golf, then who's watching his kids? Right. His wife is watching his kids. But guess what? Now the wife has also worked, most likely, a 40-hour-a-week. And so she doesn't want to have another four-hour, five-hour period on a Saturday morning where her husband's gone because – I think the like the co-parenting thing is way more um I don't want to say acceptable. It's it's way more expected now than it was 20 years when ago. When our dads were dads. Yeah. No doubt about that. I think it's a whole different thing. Okay, so then if you're gone at the golf course on Saturday and you, you know your wife is doing X with the kids, then on Sunday you're catching up with your chores and things like that. So then you're less likely to show up to church. Because you've already used your recreational time and now you need to do the bills. You right. need to like fix that window that's broke. You need to do that sort of thing. Is that a reason why people are changing their worship habits as well? Right. So people are showing up to church maybe one weekend out of the month and are not regular church attenders. Or showing up <laughs> two weekends a month is has become a regular church attender. Right. That now there are hardly any people that actually 
actually go every week. Right. Wait. So all of a sudden, we've made golf the reason why people don't go to church. I don't know. I don't think this is like an actual argument we've made that deserves merit. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm sorry to see some of the golf courses go away because, as you said, they're beautiful. Um, but boy, there sure are a lot of them. Right. And as the golf courses go away, the golf clubs go away. Yeah. I don't mean the glo- I don't mean the clubs that you're carrying around. No, I mean but the, the country clubs, the country and, clubs all that and those sorts thing. of things are going away too because people aren't going to quote unquote the club right. anymore. Do you have a favorite golf movie besides no. Caddyshack? No, I was going to say Caddyshack, <laughs> which is a fabulous. I haven't seen a whole lot of golf. How about I don't the, see a whole lot of movies. How about Alistair Begg in the uh, Bobby Jones right, movie? Right, I never right? saw that movie. Oh, it's a great movie. It's an excellent movie. Wait till we talk about the top 10 movies of 2019. Right. Okay. That's when you're going to shine. Have you seen Caddyshack? Oh, yeah. Of oh, my gosh. That's a crazy movie. Yeah. All right. We'll take a break. Come back. Uh, we got lots more ahead. Yeah. We're going to talk about why people are showing up to church only two weeks a, a month, and that's considered now regular attendance. What's going on in America? What's it going to look like to be a Christian in 2020? That's next on the ride home. W-O-R-D. God bless us, everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for 2020? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. God bless us. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com. As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, If you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kurt Kenotic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower women investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Holidays are coming up quick, 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 but you still have time to get your shopping done and rack up holiday cash back. With Rakuten, you can get cash back on all your last-minute purchases, big and small. Gifts for unexpected guests, a spontaneous trip to the tropics, or outfits for the festive party circuit. If you need it for the holidays, you can get cash back on it. Just download the app or visit the website and shop like you normally do. You'll rack up cash back as fast as you can cross things off your list. Holiday cash back. Rack it up with 
Rakuten. This Christmas, put 36 holes in your golf lover's stocking for half the price with the Salem Half Price Golf Card. Get half off savings now while supplies last. Good for 18 holes at Pheasant Ridge and 18 more at Harmony Ridge with cart, just $53. Order now before they're gone at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. So find some stockings and put a hole in one at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. Okay, so in our, our last conversation here before the commercial break, we kind of pointed the finger at golf as being one of the, which is, you know, I mean, we're golf, making light of this. Yeah, golf is just one symptom. Right. It's just, if there's something that you long to do, hobby-wise, and you are a person who works 40 hours a week, if you do that thing, whatever your hobby is on Saturday, like a lot of people historically over the last, what, 30, 40, 50 years in America have golfed. Right. Then there's a spot on sun. There's a spot somewhere where you've got to do stuff. You've yeah. got to pay your bills. I got to wash the car, you pay wash, the bills, right, clean you gotta, things. Right. You have to do your laundry. You have right. to do something. And a lot of people, I think, are doing that on Sunday morning. Right. So Sunday has lost its sacredness for a lot of people in America. Because it's just another day where we have a chance to do stuff to maintain our life that isn't work. Right. Now, and you also know that if you're, uh, if you're serious about your faith, Sunday is reserved for showing up, essentially, uh, first thing in the morning for worship. The rest of the day, you should have a Sabbath. It should be downtime. That's one of the tenets of what it is to be a Christian, right? But it doesn't increasingly look like that to me when I see Sunday morning because there are way less people who are actually showing up in a church building than there were when I was a kid. Dean Reaver's with us. Dean is the senior pastor of Memorial Park Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Dean, come behind the curtain, come back behind the curtain and and answer that question. Uh, Sunday morning has changed in America the last 20, 30, 50 years. So the answer to your question, John, is yes. That that should be an essential part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Um, And we have accepted a low ecclesiology over the last 40 years. It has ebbed away uh, because of church scandals, because of um, hypocrisy, because of personal problems, because of cultural shifts, for a whole bunch of reasons. Yes. You're absolutely right. Um, what, wait, what is a low ecclesiology? Um, we have a low view of the church. Mm. We have a low view of the church. I can have a personal relationship with God, read my Bible, pray, and maybe go to church maybe not go to church. And if I don't go to church, um, that doesn't make me any more or less faithful. It doesn't make me any more or less of a believer. Um, it's become not something that you would, that is, it, it's become something that is not seen as necessity, as a necessity the way, say, prayer or other disciplines uh, would be seen as. And so I, I, you're absolutely right, Kathy. Things have changed. Barna Institute suggests the average person who answers the questions that uh, causes them to self-confess that they are an evangelical, Bible-believing Christian is about 1.2 times per month. And so you're exactly right. And i tell you where I see it is that 
Um, I've got uh, more friends on social media than perhaps I should. Many of them are members of my own congregation. And I will tell you on a Sunday, I come home from church and I'm sitting down and getting ready to watch the Steelers or something. And I flick through my wall and there's a whole bunch of people who I know who are at Seven Springs and they're at uh, Moraine State Park and they've gone for another run somewhere downtown. And I have nothing against any of those things. I like to ski. I abhor running. That will never happen. (laughs) But I do love to ski and I wouldn't mind going to Moraine myself. It's just that when you have, uh, in our situation, we have three worship services, one on Saturday, one earlier on Sunday, one later on Sunday. The priority of getting to one of them is just not there anymore. And people, okay, so why not? What happened? Well, I, I do think that there has been a lot in uh, popular Christianity that has diminished the importance and value of the ecclesia, of the gathered, of the of this sacred community of people who gather together because, uh, number one, they can get access to a lot of the things that they might have gotten in church, they think, in a lot of other ways. They can listen to Christian radio, for mm-hmm. example. They can go to Christian concerts or to conferences or read books or get together with their friends who are Christians in a coffee shop or have breakfast, and they can read their devotional books and, and so forth and listen to Christian music. And all of those things are now part of the Christian culture. And so the idea of being in a place where increasingly you're going to be held accountable, where you're going to be in community, and community is hard because it involves people with relationships, and frequently over the years the church has had a lot of broken relationships. Add to it uh, the different abuse scenarios that have taken place. Add to it all of the other things that the church has uh, been um, complicit with. And you end up with a formula where people have an increasingly low ecclesiology. And yet, Jesus calls the church the bride of Christ. And it's very challenging. If someone looks at me, uh, if, if, if I said to you, John, you know, I really, I really care about you deeply. I want to be in a strong relationship with you, but I don't care much for your wife. I really find her to be problematic or even offensive to me. And I've had other uh, women out there who have offended me and hurt me in my life. So I don't want to have anything to do with your wife, but I'll hang out with you. I don't win you any favors by insulting your wife. Right. I don't think Jesus looks well upon people who have diminished the view of his bride. Even though she is uh, far from perfect, he has washed her with the water and the word and has died to make her perfect. And we are joined to him as the body of Christ when we are part of the church. And to not be in worship regularly, to not be observing Sabbath, to not be in those kind of disciplines to think that we can continue to maintain a vibrant faith apart from those things is, I think, one of the deceptive schemes of the devil in our day. Mm. That's powerful, Dean. Okay, so you said early on that that Sunday gathering is a sacred thing, that there is a sacred community that chooses to gather there. I think maybe we've missed that message, that it is so sacred to the tenets of what it is to be together, to worship together, that 
maybe somehow that needs to be amplified. We're missing that. Yeah, and I've been trying to talk more about that with our congregation. The, the word that's come to me, and it's a Pauline word. Um, uh, you guys had Brian Chapel uh, not that long ago, yeah. four-year pastor's event, which was right, a lovely was. occasion. Uh, and I had Brian up to campus at Grove City College to speak last semester. And he and I have been going back and forth talking about this particular Pauline word, which is important, I think, in the context today of preaching in faithful churches. And that is the word contending. Um, I think increasingly I feel mm-hmm. like I'm contending yeah. for my people's um, faith and their discipleship. And I will tell you what I have come to realize is that, I mean, I could care less about numbers. I really, I'm too old for that silliness. I don't care about numbers. I don't care about any of the other quote unquote metrics that people care about. I really, really don't. I care deeply as a pastor about people's faith Mm -hmm. and their discipleship. And I will tell you what I see is when you come to church 1.2 times out of the month without intending it, you have, you become conformed to the images and patterns of this world and you don't even know that it's happening. And I'm watching the thinking, and this is why I've been preaching a lot on the mind of Christ and having the mind of Christ and what it means to have the mind of Christ. We're in Philippians right now, but I think what we're seeing is people's thinking is not in alignment with what God has revealed to be his thinking on things. And they've accepted it as being okay. Um, David Ayers, who's the interim provost up at Grove City College, has written a book on marriage. If you haven't had him on the show, you really should have him on your show. He has stunning statistics. And these statistics are from the Institute of Health. These are statistics from the federal government Mm. that are not biased by any religious take on it whatsoever. And it is stunning to look at people who would self-identify as fundamentalist Christians. I mean, they're talking the Bible is the inspired, infallible, and errant word of God. And if you go down through the list of things that they believe, they check all the boxes of, you know, what you would think someone who is a conservative, evangelical, Bible-believing Christian would check. And then you go on and look at questions like, is it okay for you to live together before getting married? stunningly high numbers of people who say, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely fine. And and what about um, uh, sexuality outside of the one man, one woman covenant relationship of marriage? Absolutely fine. I mean, the numbers are astounding. And the thing is, there's very little difference, statistically almost negligible difference, between the Christian community and the non-Christian community on those kind of issues. Because people don't know what they believe because they haven't hung out in church enough. And so here's what the contending looks like, Kathy, on on a Saturday night, a Sunday morning, when you're in worship in an ecclesia in a gathered community of faith. The contending is this. When the person gets up to speak from the Scripture, they sing songs of the faith that are anchored in the historic Orthodox Christian tradition, and they reinforce the story of God and who he is and who we are and how we relate to him and ourselves and the world around us. And then someone gets up and speaks from that word and tells us this is God's mind on this thing. It acts as a realignment for our thinking because all week long I am – I'm shifting. Yes. My, my mind goes off because I'm watching a TV right. show. Right, we've got radio, we've got TV, we got every blog site, and we've got all social media. Well, so I'm, I'm fascinated with your uh, recommendation of the Bureau. I'm going to put that on my list. But just take, for example, what's the most popular TV show out there right now, which is This Is Us, 
right? And it's it you know kind of loosely takes place in Pittsburgh. Right. It's an emotional, heartstring, feel-good movie. I mean, we watch it and love it. But there are so many things in there that slide your thinking mm-hmm. toward what is now um, normative. Good and in, kind. In our culture, yes. And we're rooting for these characters who are who are making decisions and living in a way that is outside what God has determined and has given to us as being uh, for our own flourishing and well-being. And we're rooting for them, and we've given a pass, and subtly and slowly our minds shift. And I'm watching parents who, when their kids come home and tell them, well, this is what I'm doing with my sexuality and how I self-identify, the parents who have been lifelong Bible-believing Christians are changing their view why? Because they love their children, yes, and they want them to be happy, and so they change their thinking on something when God has not changed his thinking on something. And the reasons that they kind of dance around that are not well-formed reasons. And when they're not in worship hearing a solid message from the Scripture— it is just natural for our minds to drift, mm-hmm. and we become conformed to wow. the images and patterns of this world, which is why Romans twelve one and 2 says you must be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And that's what a sermon on the Bible in a church, in the power of the Holy Spirit, in a godly community does. Mm-hmm. It transforms our minds to be more like the mind of Christ. Dean, right. that's fascinating. It really is. Now, let me bring up something John said earlier when we were talking about golf. I asked him why people aren't golfing as much anymore. And he jokingly said, because people are playing video games or they're we golfing. And I laughed, but then I thought, now, wait a minute. I think that is a cultural shift that we've seen is that we tend to do things inside that are digitally based as opposed to actually doing things with our body or mind outside. Right. Wait, I so think, you're saying people are staying home watching Joel Osteen? No, I'm saying that the similar thing I think happens in church is that we yeah. tend to do the digital church yeah. and we don't do the actual church. Right. Yeah. As much as we love the station, this is not church for us. Right. But but podcasts have replaced that. Um, Facebook Live. I mean, I find all the time folks who are members of our church who I'll, I, I won't see them and I'll say, hey, where were you? Oh, we, we stayed home and we watched it on Facebook Live. Now, that's one of those things where you're like, well, you know, if you're sick and or if right. you're traveling or, you know, we love the fact that we've got mission partners around the world that are able to watch our right. service on Facebook Live. So you're live. streaming live. Yeah. So and we love that. Right. But I don't want to get up. I, I'm going to watch church in my jammies. I mean, uh, can you hear the singing? Yes. Can you hear the message? Sure. Yes. But you're not singing back. Part of our singing is not just singing to the Lord. It's singing to each other. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm missing something. I'm less because you're not there. I, I'm missing that. And I will tell you, just as a preacher, you know, put me in a room where in our sanctuary comfortably seats you know, 500, right? Put me in a room where there's 400 in that room. I preach differently than when you put me in a room mm-hmm. and there's 200 in that room. I'm sure. I, it, it's just, a, it's just the, the dynamic. dynamic of the room. The singing is different. The preaching is different. Um, but when we're all there together, it has just got this celebratory, mm-hmm. almost heaven-like quality right. to it, the great cloud that no one could count sure. kind of thing in Revelation 7-9. I mean, that's what people show up for Christmas Eve. Oh. They want to experience that heavenly cloud. And it, it's, so, it's so beautiful at that point. But to your point, Kathy, about the digital, that's the premise of David Kinnaman's new book, Faith for Exiles. He says we're living in a digital Babylon and we're being discipled by digital things that are actually rewiring our brains 
so that we're not actually processing complex thought the way we used to because we're down to 140 characters and we're down to quick response rates and we're down to these kind of instantaneous gratification sort of things. So the, the, the digital discipling that is occurring in this new age is absolutely affecting the way people view church because it might be, you know, if you're over the age of 55, 65, you're getting on television and watching a TV preacher, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, but, but the people who are younger who aren't going to mm-hmm. church, they're watching it on some social media platform or a podcast. And it's not the same. We need to take a quick break. Dean Weaver's with us. He's talking about the sacredness of gathering on Sunday morning and what that does for us as an alignment towards Jesus. Stay with us. Our conversation continues in just a few minutes. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. This is Dennis Prager, and over the last few months, my fellow Salem talk show host and I have been speaking across the country at the War for America's Soul Tour. Thousands of people have attended these sold-out events. We discussed the attacks against our Constitution, radical socialism, open borders, and other matters affecting our country. You need to hear the truth about what's at stake ahead of our next presidential election. You can now watch the events on demand or even buy the DVD. Go to watchsalemmedia.com. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And Mark Martell. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 7 p.m. December 19th at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. Since its founding in 1876, Grove City College has helped students pursue higher education as a path to gainful employment. Ultimately, Grove City College knows that wisdom and knowledge come from the Lord. But... As you graduate from Grove City College and find yourself in the workplace, what do you do with the wisdom and knowledge you've pursued? I'll tell you, John, I was surprised to read this number. 96% of graduates from Grove City are employed or in graduate school within six months. Six months of graduation. And those graduates from Grove City College go on to earn salaries that rank in the top 13% for alumni earnings. So the best ambassadors for Grove City College are really the alumni, right? So if you've got a kid and they're in the later stages of high school, or maybe it's even junior high and you're starting to think, what are the next five or six years going to look like? Consider Grove City College, because if you want your child to think about the future and grow in the knowledge of Christ, plus grow in the knowledge and influence in the world, this is the place to be. If you have any questions, really, you should ask a Grover alumni because Grove City's unique mission is to equip students to pursue the unique calling through academic excellence and Christ-centered learning. Do yourself a favor. Go visit Grove City College, you and your child. Look online first at gcc.edu.
Cloudy and breezy tonight with occasional snow, accumulating according to an inch or two watch for slippery roads, low 29. Mostly cloudy in the morning tomorrow, followed by clouds and sun in the afternoon, high 38. Cloudy tomorrow night, low 31. Friday, mostly cloudy, high 42. Saturday, plenty of sunshine, high 38. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Dean Reavers with us, Memorial Park Evangelical Presbyterian Church. We're talking about the sacredness of showing up on a Sunday morning. We talked about the sermon. We talked about hearing the Word of God, having our worldview challenged every seven days, being together with people, Dean. What about the power of the music, the singing, the... All of that. The family all together. Like, because if I'm staying home and I'm watching it on Facebook Live, I can promise you that I'm not going to sing along with you guys. Because that would just feel weird. <laughs> or at least the person in the pew behind you is not <laughs> right. going to make a bad face. I yeah, yeah. Well, you have a lovely voice. <laughs> yeah. so you're fine. It's a problem like me. Like a couple of weeks ago, they put a microphone. I sit in the very front, you know, and they put a microphone on the stage and right in front of me to pick up congregational singing. And I went back to the guys in the sound booth, old Mike, and I said, hey, uh, you might you want to move that. You don't want that. Like, yeah. like we want to attract people <laughs> yeah. so putting that mic in front of me singing is not going to be, be a lot that's not, that's the, not the way you want sorry to for that dean so um yeah singing i mean really this is ancient isn't it i mean think it of the ancient. think of the hebrews the way they would come to pilgrimage the way they would come to the feasts and festivals in jerusalem they would come singing songs of ascents and this these formed and shaped their identity they carried great truth and they they helped them not only um, understand God, but feel God. Mm -hmm. And they did it in the context of a community, because obviously there's something about hearing other voices. I mean, our church, for example, is laid out, and I'm not a big fan of the auditorium style things. Ours is laid out in the old cruciform kind of thing, right? We've got a transept on this side and a transept on that side, which basically, for those of you who don't know what a transept is, those are side rooms. They're off on the sides. And then you have the choir up front. And I always prefer to have the choir up front because then the choir is singing to the congregation mm-hmm. and the side rooms are singing to each other. There's this uh, kind of antiphonal sort of uh, communal thing where we're actually singing to each other. Keith Geddes makes this point that our singing is unto the Lord to be sure, but it is also singing to one another. Mm-hmm. Yes. Depending on what we're singing, right? Yes. A lot of the hymns that we're singing or the songs we're singing are God directed and a lot of them are each other directed. So I'm I'm singing that that that's that lyric of one of the hymns. It says, "Prone to wander, Lord, Lord I, I feel it. it. Mm. Prone, Prone to, to lead the, the God, God I love. love." And I look over and I see a friend of mine in the side room, and he's <laughs> singing it, and I'm singing it, and we look at each other and go, "That's us." Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. you too, right? I see yeah, you. I know too. who you are. Exactly. We're both in this together. This is our song. We're singing this together to each other to the Lord. That's so and powerful. there's something that shapes us in that. That doesn't happen when I'm driving in my car singing great songs, which I was doing uh, before your show came on today. I I literally shows you how old I am. I was listening to the Amy Grant Christmas. (laughs) That's a good CD. Yeah, the first one. (laughs) The The first one. Yes, I found it in my car. You know what? That's a good album. It is a good album. Awesome. So I was, you know, I'm singing along, and that's wonderful too. But but you're alone. But I'm alone, and it doesn't form and shape you. 
the way singing in the context of community does. God created us. He is a triune God who is in eternal community with himself, who's created us as his body to be in community with one another. And there's something about the singing that that we can feel the heart of God. My friend Jeremy Casella says it this way. He says, it takes great thoughts or content or theology and moves it from head to head to heart. Mm, That process of singing it. Because I can know that Jesus loves me. But if I grew up as a child singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Mm -hmm. That's not only great theology, that's actually really solid epistemology. That's Mm -hmm. actually a study of how you know what you know. How do you know what you know? I know Jesus loves me because the Bible tells me Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. The Bible is the source of knowledge telling me what God thinks about me. And that song taught me that from a childhood. And that forms and shapes us. Did you guys ever sing that song when you were kids? Surely, all the time. So we grew up in separate places, didn't know each other when we were were children, and yet we sang that song, and it gave us identity. And guess what? Here we sit across the table as as a brother and as a sister in Christ. You're my family. Yes. Jesus says, who is my family but those who do the will of God? You are my family in a more important way than biology and genetics is family. You are my family because I will spend eternity with you, God. But God formed and shaped us as family hundreds of miles away from each other because we sang the same Mm. songs that told us who we are. We are God's children. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. Yes. You and I, we were little ones and we belong to him. And when we are weak, that's when he is strong. Mm. Yes, Jesus loves me. This I know. And that that it sounds silly, but it's profound. It's deep truth. And the way that shapes us and forms us. How do you think it is that we found identity as family together? Mm-hmm. We've been reading the same family literature. We've been singing the same family songs. Right. We've been celebrating the same family rituals that forms and shapes us into God's people. Amen. Dean, I love that. And, and as you're saying that, I'm smiling, which makes me remember Sunday morning. More often than not, when I'm singing, I'm also smiling deeply because I feel it as well as know it. Absolutely. And then you, you know, you, you hear the person behind you who's off key and it kind of makes you laugh and, and you see the little kid who's singing and it makes your heart mm-hmm. warm. Yeah. And then you hear the mezzo soprano and the choir who goes up and, and knocks a shingle off the roof <laughs> and you go, yeah. yeah, you know, and there's this, there's this whole range, but that's family, right? That's right. That's family. Right. The good, bad, and the and ugly. And you're not going to get that if you don't show up. You got to show no, up. You got to no. show up. And you know what? That's, that's why the word contending for me, Kathy, is such a big one. I'm long. I'm contending for my people to say, oh, don't miss it. Mm -hmm. Don't miss it. Now, from a preaching perspective, I'd say don't miss it because God speaks, whether it's in in, in the songs or the prayers, but I think particularly in the sermon, God speaks in a way in that communal context that he doesn't in other ways, that if you're not there and you miss it, you're missing out what God is saying and doing in the context of family. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Dean, that, that key point to me that you've made is that the world Monday through Saturday is deep and messy, and I'm part of that sickness and despair. But on Sunday, I go in and I get an alignment, it's and a I come back. That's exactly right. That's the word uh, that keeps hitting me, John, is realignment. Sunday is a rhythm that God mm-hmm. has built into the fabric of creation, one in seven, for realignment back to his will and purposes. That's fabulous. We need to step away for just a minute. Dean Weaver's going to stay with us as well. Dean's the, uh, the, 
the pastor, senior pastor, Memorial Park Presbyterian Church. Snow is glistening, a beautiful sight. We're happy tonight, walking in a winter wonderland. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. They blow into town with the wind rain and hail out of town storm chasers going door to door often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners if you've had damage to your roof windows siding or gutters and downspouts you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge just be careful who you call visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers with over 50 years in home remodeling windows are us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs siding gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Join Ireland's own Keith and Kristen Getty, known for In Christ Alone, for their ninth annual Sing, an Irish Christmas tour. Featured on public television, the BBC and TVN. The Gettys are joined by their incredible band, fusing Celtic, Americana, modern, and classical music for a vibrant celebration of the season. Build lifelong memories at Sing an Irish Christmas. For tickets and information, visit gettymusic.com slash Christmas. Coming to the Benenham Center in Pittsburgh on December 12th. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville can help protect your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it, like spray-on bedliners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact, moisture, and corrosion. Their TST Rust Remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't, like road salt and fall detail to safeguard your paint job, your tires, your interior against winter's worst damage. And did I mention Extreme now offers custom graphics? Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. An official message from Medicare. It's open enrollment, Fred. Time to compare plans. Oh, Alice, we're fine with what we have. Well, that's what the Johnsons thought until they tried Medicare's new plan finder. The Johnsons, huh? We saved on our prescription costs. And got extra benefits. Come on, Fred, maybe we'll find something better. Plans change every year. Use the new plan finder at medicare.gov to compare health and drug plans. Open enrollment ends December 7th. What do you know? Comparing plans really pays. Well, nothing sets the table like an Amy Grant. I love it. An old yeah. one. Yeah. A super old one. Thank you, new Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Weaver's with us. We're talking about Sunday morning, the sacredness of it. So, Dean, you cast a vision here, which is heartbreaking, but I also know that as heartbreaking the vision that's as heartbreaking are, is that people aren't showing up to church in the numbers that they used to. People who are number, us, our people family who are members. Us, right. 
right? Our and, brothers and sisters And the in heartbreak Christ. of it is that they're missing out. Right. That's the heartbreak of it. But there is, there is reason to be optimistic, always. Yeah, I mean, I think some of the people who are exegeting our culture, uh, who are Christians, the really smart people that I'm trying to pay attention to, um, they're saying that there is a sort of, um, whereas the methodology of the postmodern area is deconstruction, and so everything is being deconstructed. Institutions are deconstructed, schools are deconstructed. And the church is being deconstructed. And there's a sense to which we can mourn that, right? The church is not what it was. Or we can say, you know what? God is pruning, and it's painful, the pruning, but he's pruning for greater fruitfulness. And that there's a sense to which God is kind of getting this down to a sort of remnant. So just for example, this is this is a crazy thing, right? Our worship attendance uh, had gone down for a while. It was flat for a while. It's gone back up again here a little bit. But it's, it, it's, bas- it's not what it was 10 years ago, right? Our giving is up. Interesting. So I have less people, but greater giving. The people who are remaining are getting it. They're going deeper and they're Mm -hmm. growing. And we see fruit in that in terms of the way they serve and the things that they're doing. I mean, there's so many abundant fruits. We just examined our new group of elders and deacons last night. And to hear their stories is just so encouraging. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things- Real lives changed. Real lives changed and real responsiveness to the leading of the Holy Spirit and real obedience. I mean, great stuff. And I think it's one of those things where, on the one hand, I can get very discouraged at who's not there. But then I get very encouraged by the ones who are there because they are becoming what David Kinnaman calls resilient disciples. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a remnant. And I think from that remnant, God is going to do some kind of a renewal of his church Mm -hmm. uh, sometime in our lifetime. Fabulous. That would be amazing. That would be amazing to see. Because things look dark, don't they? I mean, dwindling numbers, just well, the chaos I don't know around if they us. Look dark, but I just I have this sense, and maybe this is why I brought in the segment as I did. I just I get the sense that people are missing out. It's it's exactly what you said, John. It's that people aren't playing golf because they're playing Wii golf or they're playing a, a video game. It's not the same as being outside playing an actual thing. Like being in in digital church or being in your Facebook group or listening to your favorite Christian artist CD is not the same as being on Sunday. You're missing out. Right. And, and, you know, I don't need to sell anybody on it because everybody knows that church is awkward and weird and kind of messy and funky. And you're probably not going to like a lot about it. But the benefits of it, the beauty of it, the power of it. I mean, it's how do you, how can you argue with so that? So to use your analogy, right? I could be discouraged that there are fewer people out playing golf and more playing digital golf, or I can watch an incredible golf match and mm-hmm. see that the quality of golf and the people who are playing it are getting better and more competitive, and it's funner. Like, yeah. and I can see the quality yeah, that is growing. I guess so. That's I mean, pruning. So, so there's that. That's the pruning. And I think you know, it's easy for me to get discouraged because there's plenty of things out there to discourage us in that. But I think we're going to have to choose to look at the remnant. We're going to have to choose to really invest in in this resilient discipleship because the reality is Kinnaman says in his most recent book, Faith for Exiles, that unless we follow the things that he has outlined here, which is from exhaustive years of studies and all this kind of good stuff, we're looking at probably a 10 to 11% retention rate of what would be basically our children's age and younger. What do you mean 10%? Show up. Being in church 10, 20 years from now. The, 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 The kids that are 15 to 25 years old 
unless we start doing the things that Kinnaman outlines in his book. And what you have to understand is his first book, How You Lost Me, chronicles right. why people left. Right. Thousands upon thousands of people to figure out the diagnostics of why they left. And now his book, Faith for Exiles, looks at the, the ones that have stayed and say, what is it that contributed to your staying? And his point is, rather than focusing on the negative things, mm-hmm. if we focus on these five positive things and really develop a life of community in our churches around these areas of discipleship, what he calls resilient discipleship, we have a better chance at, at upping those numbers and getting it up from that 10%. Mm. Fabulous. All right. Okay, we'll step away for just a minute. Dean Weaver, Memorial Park Presbyterian Church. We're going to talk in a few minutes. The Gettys, you may have heard the commercials on the air here. The Gettys are headed back to Pittsburgh. Michael Card's coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah, so Dean's going to talk w. about Smith. That. Stay with us. Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit TrinityJewelers.com. With the holidays right around the corner, you may be preparing your home to host family and friends. Make sure that your guests get an excellent night's sleep by furnishing your guest room with a high-quality, hand-built mattress from the original Mattress Factory. You and your guests will be well-rested and ready to focus on what really matters, spending time together. Stop by the original Mattress Factory and give your family and friends the gift of a good night's sleep. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Every day across Western Pennsylvania, Tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies. And empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting Word FM to 91999. This is former Pirates manager Clint Hurdle for my friends at Urban Impact. What a privilege to work with an organization that truly understands that everyone matters. This year alone, their athletics, performing arts, education, and options programs have reached over 2,300 Northside kids and served over 42,000 meals. And thanks to an incredible $300,000 matching grant, your year-end gift can have twice the impact. So make a difference today. Donate now at uifpgh.org slash match. Everyone gets hungry before the party. Why not give them something worth talking about without lifting a finger? Food. The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease whatever the occasion right now get their special appetizer package added to your next menu an inviting selection of hors d'oeuvres starting at 6.95 per person visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking the cooked goose catering company just good food Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. We depend on our drinking water supply daily, but where does that water come from? Your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it. The investments we make as a community to protect our water source now ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider. 
So the Christmas season is upon us. We are fortunate here in Western Pennsylvania to have a roster of world-class musicians coming in to help us prepare and celebrate. Dean, uh, this is a big news. It is, and uh, we're so grateful for the support of Word FM and how you guys have come alongside of us in support. Um, you know, there are things happening both at Memorial Park, they're happening at the Benedum, they're happening over at Christ Church at Grove Farm. There's some great opportunities that you guys have been uh, supportive of, which is great. Coming up this Friday at Memorial Park is a free concert with Michael Card. We were just listening to him, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, he just uh, he's just amazing. He's just amazing. Um, and we have the strongest response rate. I mean, I wouldn't say we're sold out, but we're pretty darn close. Nice. Um, And it's free, so people call and register ahead of time. And then... Um, the next day, we have a conference all day long called the Hesed, the Biblical Imagination Conference with Michael Card, where he'll be teaching from 8 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon wow. on the Hebrew concept of Hesed, probably one of the most difficult terms of all of the Old Testament to translate. It's a very complex word that is translated sometimes loving kindness, goodness, mercy, um, in a whole number of different ways to get after the character of God. And Michael is, is, is written on it uh, voluminously. And as good a musician as he is, Mm -hmm. he is an even better teacher. Is that right? Oh, he has an amazing, and it's a very rare ability, to take complex thoughts and ideas and make them understandable to the average everyday person. And he's so down-to-earth and approachable that his communication style is just so sweet that it causes you to lean in and really listen well. So we're excited about that. Um, we would love to have people come. That's at 7 o'clock this coming uh, Friday at Memorial Park. Free concert, Benefiting Edunations, which is our work that we do in Sierra Leone with and Christian you just, schools. You just have to RSVP. Just RSVP, yep. And if you could do that on our on our website, edunations.com or edunations.org, I'm sorry. You can just uh, RSVP, and we would love to have you there. And then, of course, on December the 12th, we've got the big concert down at the Benedum with Keith and Kristen Geddes. And, mm-hmm. of course, you guys know I'm the interim chaplain up at Grove City, and Grove City is the major sponsor for the Getty's coming and my goodness that's going to be a full deal and then on December 19th we've got uh, Michael W. Smith coming over at Christ Church at Grove Farm so like you said three great great artists to help us in this Advent season prepare for the coming of Messiah outstanding okay great a lot going on heck yeah I like it Yep, Dean. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. I mean, your passion uh, clearly it just pours out of you for the Lord. Uh, you're preaching, you're teaching. Mm-hmm. We're fortunate to have you here as part of the show, and uh, especially at Memorial Park and in Grove City. Well, a blessed Advent to both of you, and mm-hmm. uh, thank you for the time. It's always a joy to be mm-hmm. with you both. Fabulous. Sure is. Okay, before we leave, Dean, uh, I want to bring things from the the spiritual level where we were down oh, to a low level. We were talking. Break it down. I, can't I see you it know it's it's one of the skills I have. We talked about <laughs> uh, favorite TV shows of the year, and I. I released my 10. If you didn't hear it, you can find our podcast or find us on online, and I'll put it up uh, before the night's over. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll listen to the podcast instead of going to church on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> do not do that, Dean. <laughs> no, I want to know what you've liked this year that you've watched. Number one show this year is Endeavor. Okay. It's a terrific show. Isn't that a great show? It's a gr- isn't Absolutely he wonderful? Sean, uh, can't think of his last Evans? name. Sean Evans, exactly. Yeah. What's yeah. the premise? Um, it's a, one of those classic British detective uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, shows 
uh, takes place, what, in the late 60s, early 70s. Right. Uh, he's in the bad mustache face right now. He is, which is uh, horrible. Oh, it's a my terrible goodness. face. What, he, what were we thinking? Um, the it's new beautiful one that, and artistic. It really is. And each one is about an hour and a half. So it's like watching wow. a mini movie. And it's just so thoughtful. And you have to pay attention really well in the first, like, five minutes because there's tons of clues given in the mm-hmm. opening. And if you don't pay attention, you miss it. The new one we're starting to watch is an older one called Foils War. Oh, I know that show. Do you know that show? That's a great Love show. It. That is a great yeah, show. Yeah. It's That's another one of those British. Michael, Ki- Michael yeah. Kitchen. Yeah, loving that. So we've right. started getting into that a lot. Boy, you're too. you're watching the good stuff. Very nice. That's good stuff. That Endeavor is and Foils War. Awesome. All right, Dean chiming in on his uh, favorite picks for the year. Like it. Hey, uh, the podcast is up and running. Uh, John and Kathy Show.com, WordFM.com, and uh, on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Always a pleasure. We do not take your time here for granted. Always happy to have you with us as part of our radio family. And God willing, we'll see you same time tomorrow. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group.